It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 18th of June, and it's draft week. Loaded and loaded and loaded with information and things. We'll talk about the Kawhi news and all of that, the Minnesota riff as well. Try to get you all the latest rumors that are out there. There's so much stuff. Break down a bunch of players. I'll give you the lock Monday 5, which is my five players on the top of my Jazz draft board, and it's going to change by tomorrow. It is Locked On Jazz. How are you? I have so much stuff today. I don't even know how to get to all of it. I'll do the best I can. What a crazy week. It is draft week, and we are fired up for you. Thursday's the draft. The Locked On Podcast Network mock draft is out. The Jazz Pick is in today's edition. Go listen to it. We can talk about it a little bit tomorrow of why I did what I did. Uh, today, I will give you my five. The third segment of the show today is going to be my five. Uh... And then I'm probably going to have the right to watch guys and change it all week long. How's that? Uh, all right, let's get to today's show. Is brought to you by Murdoch Chevy, by my friends over at Intercap Lending, and by Grip6. Did you screw up Father's Day and need to save yourself? Grip6 can still save you. All right, let's uh, – gosh, I got – I mean, I literally have a page and a half of notes here. So I watched a ton of Kevin Herter. I watched him twice against Michigan State, so I saw Miles Bridges. I saw Jaron Jackson Jr. Then I watched him against Michigan, so I have a bunch of thoughts about Wagner. So those four players, or Wagner, excuse me. We'll talk about those four players today. Uh, We will also kind of run through the news and notes. Kevin Pelton's done a bunch of great work, which I think we'll get to tomorrow. All right, let's start with Kawhi Leonard. Obviously a mammoth story. First thing I would just say is he's not traded yet, but it does feel like it. It's felt like it all year long. I've said numerous times I felt like he was trying to get himself to L.A. I actually think he and Paul George are, are in cahoots, um, but I don't have any proof on that. That's just my speculation. I've thought that the whole time. I don't believe that players get in cahoots in, mul- in separate generations of players. So LeBron, Wade, Carmelo, Chris Paul is one generation, and Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and these guys are another generation of players. And I, I think that there's something to that. Uh, I thought the timing was incredible. Uh, and that was that here were the Spurs leaking stories about Pop coaching to a certain date. He wants to get in on LeBron. And, then, and so the Spurs are moving themselves into the LeBron narrative, and Kawhi comes out and says, that's great, LeBron, but I want to be traded. I thought that was an incredible timing of events there uh, that said a lot. This is a mammoth story. This is one of the top five players in the NBA, if not better, who simply didn't play at times last year when I think people thought he was healthy. Oh, certainly the Spurs thought he was healthy. They made that clear. And at the same time is now with a super max deal on the table demanding to be traded. If, if in fact, he ends up being traded. I always think on these deals, you never know. There's still a lot to play out. A lot of things could happen. But that's where we sit right now. And that is remarkable. The idea that we have a player in the NBA at, who's as good as Kawhi Leonard on a franchise as well thought of as the San Antonio Spurs... And he wants out. 
The next step on it is I, I do think, and I, I mean, I don't want to like. Now, in all fairness, it only takes one player to change it. When Gordon left us, I thought we were, you know, in a colossal world of hurt and going to be done for a long time and going to be take us decades to recover and ramification after ramification and all sorts of things of that nature. And it turned out all we had to do was draft Donovan Mitchell and let and have Rudy Gobert be great. So, but the Spurs have been living a life of shine. And as the model franchise in the NBA, and I do think that that, this is the end of that. Uh, Something happened, according to people I've talked to this year, something happened in San Antonio when Duncan retired. The old guard of Parker and Manu and just that, maybe even Danny Green, I'm not sure, I'm not trying to set side, but that group did not gel with the LaMarcus Aldridge, Kawhi Leonard side of new breed of things. And that's, I mean, you've got both of their best players since Duncan has retired demanding to be traded. Now, they didn't trade Aldridge, and we'll see what happens with Kawhi. But, I mean, that's pretty incredible from a San Antonio standpoint that we're at that point. Uh, There was another story this weekend that I thought was really big. Uh, that just kind of, I don't know if it got a lot of pub because the quiet was that Jimmy Butler's upset with Andrew Wiggins. If you've listened to this podcast, there's two things. One is I, I think I told everyone that Minnesota was the team last year that can have problems. There were just not enough touches for the way that team was built. And then the other one that's so interesting, that Andrew Wiggins is just this incredible anomaly in how skilled he is, number one pick, and he's just not, statistically, he's just actually bad. And so what and they maxed him out when they kind of knew they shouldn't. Now what do they do with him? And does anyone willing to gamble on him? Are the Utah the Jazz who need a second scorer could probably go have Andrew Wiggins. I, I'm not sure I want Andrew Wiggins. That's the craziest part about it is I'm not sure I want Andrew Wiggins. Former number one picker drops twenty a game. So inefficient. Or is that type of athlete something you just simply can't bypass? But it's Minnesota has serious, serious cap problems, and they have got to move guys. And one of the and Andrew Wiggins is on the top of that list. All right, let's get to the various reports and news that are out there. There is a report that the Jazz are hiring a new uh, coach from Greece. Uh, I do not have anything official on it. His resume is kind of awesome, actually. Um, His resume has him as the head coach of the Moscow national team. I mean, it really, you know, it's like the European fit of uh, Igor, but his and the way Igor had been the head coach of the Georgia national team and others. So if, in fact, this hiring is being made, Quinn knows this is where Quinn has such a great advantage because he knows the European side of things so well uh, and knows all the coaches over there and is very well uh, connected. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce. It's Fotis Katsikaris. I can't really, and I don't have a pronunciation guy because nobody's saying it's official um, in any way. But so long-time European coach, Greece, Russia, Spain, Israel, 2013, um, he was coach of the year of the Euro Cup, um, and I believe had the Russian and Greek national teams. Uh, so he'll be he would be the first Greek coach, um, and 
Then the other news, obviously, that you've caught during the year is Alex Jensen, Johnny Bryant, Antonio Lang moved to the front of the desk uh, bench, and then Alex Jensen uh, to be the lead assistant. So we'll we'll there's uh, we'll see if anything more happens there. All right, other little news notes involving the draft: Michael Porter Jr. is kind of the first major pin. This is going to be an insane draft night. There, there. There are some tiers on this draft. We'll probably get into it more Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday and try to get you kind of tutorials on how to watch the draft. But the first kind of big name is Michael Porter Jr. Where is he going to go? He's being talked about as possibly as high as two. Memphis at four. Memphis is having a terrible problem of getting people to come work out for them. Um, and they've only had one top player work out for them. They're having some problems getting medical records. So who knows what they do it for. Uh, but that's kind of the f- first thing happening there. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, who's this kind of bizarre center who started at college and then didn't go to college and then dropped the, just canceled the workout with Denver, which is a little surprising since Denver's in pretty good draft position. Surprised he would do that. The Wizards are working out Robert Williams. And then this leads to the next kind of information. The NBA Green Room has been announced the invites. And so the Green Room invites are, no surprise, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley III, Jaron Jackson Jr., Mo Bamba, all those expected to be top five or six, Trey Young, Wendell Carter Jr., Michael uh, Porter Jr. So, okay, that's expected. Those, those are the top. Colin Sexton. Kel Bridges, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Miles Bridges, this is kind of the next tier, Kevin Knox, Robert Williams, who I just mentioned, Lonnie Walker, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, Texas Tech, Zaire Smith, Boston College's Jerome Robinson was a little bit of a surprise. Someone that was in the 30s, now being talked about ahead of the Jazz uh, and might not be available for the Jazz. Boise State's Chandler Hutchinson, who in many ways has been, uh, many people believe has been promised a deal uh, ha, uh, has been promised to Chandler Hutchinson been promised to deal with the Bulls right after the Jazz, and then a little bit of a surprise UCLA's Aaron Holiday. So not invited to the green room, which is important because if you do the math there, I believe there are twenty guys invited to the green room. Luka Doncic will be the next one um, if his team is he's still playing. If his team is done, uh, he'll get there. So. I believe they invited 20 guys, and now who's not there? Kevin Herter's not there. Grayson Allen's not there. Melvin Turner's not there. So Jalen Brunson's not there. Um, Zana Musa's not there, who I like. Uh, so there's... There's some pl- interesting, you know, that, that the Jazz are at this funny little spot where they are the next pick in this draft after the 20 invites to the draft room. So I think um, that that's that's I think that's actually pretty darn important news for the Jazz. So you have Troy Brown not an, not invited to the draft room, by the way. It's another name there um, that's interesting. So the names not invited to the draft room that are a little surprising, Troy Brown, Kevin Herter, DeAnthony Melton, USC, 
uh, Zana Musa, uh, Kata Bates Diop, Jacob Evans, Kyrie Thomas, Grayson Allen. So those are the guys the Jazz are looking at uh, or should be looking at, and I, I don't know if Kevin Herter. I'll give you my five in a second. Kevin Herter, Miles Bridges, Jaron Jackson, Mo Wagner breakdowns come up next uh, on the program for you. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Chevy. I'm driving the Chevy Colorado truck. Really cool size truck. Greatly convenient. Daughter and I are going mountain biking later today. How do we easy? Just go grab it. Um, and it's so such an easy, easy uh, truck deal. Drives well. Mine's diesel. And when you start doing the comparisons on what the Chevy trucks offer for you, particularly that of the Colorado compared to some of the GMCs or the Toyota or things of that nature, it's a pretty incredible deal that you can get there. For open roads are there for you at Murdoch Chevy. And I hope you took advantage of their great deal uh, and already got yourself. But if not... Um, Check it out. Murdoch Chevy in Woods Cross, driving the Colorado truck. Truck line is just remarkable over at Chevy. Uh, I had the Silverado earlier, which is like the ultimate luxury truck. But they've got, you know, they've got a lineup of trucks that's unequaled in the truck market right now. If you follow it, they have the heavy-duty Silverado with the Allison transmission. They have all three truck segments. So they have the heavy-duty, they have the light-duty half-ton truck Silverado, and they have the mid-size Colorado, which I'm driving right now, and the Colorado diesel. Unibody frame is safer, just absolutely uh, fabulous. Today's show is also brought to you by Intercap Lending. Intercap Lending is where we did our refinance, and they will give you your appraisal for free if you do the loan with them. Steve Carter is the guy who helped us out. He can be reached at 385-885-28. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, go to intercaplending.com. Now, why Intercap Lending? Well, they're a direct lending company. That's the first thing that makes them a little different and then some others. And they've been around for 40 years, so you're not dealing with some upstart. What does the direct lending let them do? Get through difficult loans better. Low credit, they can help you out in those circumstances. They can help you out if you're self-employed. That's often a hard loan. If you have business assets, if you have multiple properties, sometimes the people with the most assets have the hardest time getting loans done, or at least it just gets complicated. And because they have no overlays and no additional requirements, it'll be an easier process. Steve Carter said we're going to make giving you a refinance and giving you a mortgage like ordering a pizza. They did it with their app at Intercap Lending in the App Store, and it was absolutely a terrific experience. So call Steve Carter at 385-800-8528. Make sure you tell him you're with Locked on Jazz so that you can get that appraisal for free. That can be up to like $1,000 or something. 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. 
That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here. If it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's freshly.com slash locked on NBA. All right. So Kevin Herter is a pretty interesting prospect. He did not work out for the Jazz and he now has hurt his hand. He is a uh, Mark Bartlestein client, I believe, who is the same agent that had uh, Gordon Hayward. And Interestingly enough, when I watch Kevin Herter, that's exactly who he reminds me of. He reminds me of a college Gordon Hayward, not the all-star Gordon Hayward, but the Baylor or the Butler Gordon Hayward. Hayward rebounded better and he went to the free throw line dramatically more. Um, He also probably had a lot better coach, but Herter can really shoot it. He shot 42% from three, took five, has a great quick release. He did struggle, by the way. Last 10 games of the year, he only hit 30% of his threes in Big Ten play. It's a little disconcerting for me. He's a good passer, doesn't get to the line a great great deal. He's a good athlete. He tested out, but laterally I thought I saw him get exposed a little bit uh, defensively more than I um, probably made me comfortable um, I think that's going to be a little bit more of a struggle for him, even though he's a darn good athlete. He's got great hops. He was pretty physical trying to get off picks. Um, they ran him off a lot of baseline stuff where they're setting picks for him and trying to free him. Uh, and he came off off some great quick-release uh, jump shots. Little concerned on his ability to get separation. His one-on-one game is almost identical to what Gordon's was early in his career. So it's, I think, going to be a struggle, and then he's got to work like... And what I mean by that, not a lot of wiggle, not a lot of just beating guy off the dribble, but he might be able to get an angle and then drop-step you and then twist and then fade back and then put it in. And as you get stronger, that's what you're able to do. Free throw shooting, he shot 71% his freshman year and 76% his sophomore year. If we're using the Hayward connect, uh, combination, then Gordon was a much better free throw shooter, which usually leads to being a better three-point shooter. But I think it's pretty f- clear this guy's going to be able um, to shoot it at the NBA level. There's two statistical numbers that I like to look at to see whether or not I think a a college player, um, how good I think a college player is going to be. Um, one is their ice if they or their pro players. Actually, really, what I'm checking here is athleticism. Um, one is whether a college player, uh, probably three numbers: how he is in isolation, how many of his field goals are assisted. And then the third one is what they're able to do around the rim. Um, and those are the numbers where you kind of can see if someone is really a very good athlete um, or not. Luke Kennard, I don't mean to just go white guys here, but I think uh, Luke Kennard who played at Duke, but he played instead of uh, the – he played two years at Duke. I think there's some similarities on Luke Kennard – who's a nice player, by the way. He's a bad player because he got picked after Donovan, but that's not fair to Kennard. To um, to what we saw collegiately from Kennard, he didn't. He went to the free throw line, though, still a lot more than Herter did. Herter only went to the free throw line 99 times last year, whereas Luke Kennard went 187 his sophomore year. So that's a little bit confusing. 
Kennard's line is almost exactly Gordon's. He shot 32% his first year and then 44%. Second year. Kennard also averaged 20 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists, whereas Herter averaged 15 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. So he's not quite as good a rebound, didn't score quite as much, and be, and I just think couldn't quite free himself um, at the same rate that either Kennard or Hayward did at a collegiate level. So I'm a little worried about that separation. His For the Big Ten play, averaged 15 points, five rebounds, three assists, shot 48% and 37 from three. And then that three dropped to 30% um, for the last uh, 10 games. But he is on my... He is on my... Um, my Monday five, and then I'll have my Tuesday five, my Wednesday five, my Thursday five, I guess I'll have to hold to it, of guys in my draft order for the Utah Jazz, and I'll have it coming up for you and tell you a little bit about it. Uh, Miles Bridges is the first player that I have seen, that I've watched of this kind of second tier. I haven't, you know, Aton and, and Jaron Jackson, and these guys are great, um, who really caught my eye a little bit. So Bridges is six seven two thirty, and so... There are some things I don't love about him. He's a two-foot jumper, and so I'm worried about his ability to finish uh, at the rim and whether he has a one-on-one game. But the more I watched him, I began to think that this was a guy who probably could be a better... You began to watch him and thinking that's a better pro than it is a collegiate player, and Michigan State had a lot of traffic around the middle um, so it was hard to tell what he can do one-on-one. His shot is pretty good. It's got a nice release to it. He gets it off. He's so strong. Uh, I mean, he is he is yoked. that He does not have a hard time um, getting the shot off. His three-point shooting was 36.4%. His year before was 39. But he's, the, he, he's about seven, eight rebounds a game. He's so strong. He, he does pass a decent amount. I, at times I was watching him and wanted him to have a bigger impact on the game. Um, doesn't have a lot of wiggle to go beat anyone the way like Donovan or someone that does. Um, but he's very switchable defensively, which I think is Im- impressive. Um, and I think the NBA game might be better for him. So whoever gets Miles Bridges, I think, should be pretty excited. Uh, I'm much higher. Not it's weird that we just compare the Bridges, but they're actually next to each other. Um, I'm much more Miles Bridges than I am Mikel Bridges, and I think the league is is the other way on that. Um, around the basket, he shot Bridges shot 65, percent which is kind of a sign of just that strength um, that I was talking about, um, which is about the 87th percentile. Um, of of guys in the league. He's not going to be on the board for Utah. He would be, you know, I think if the Jazz were to trade up, they would be trading up to try to go get either a bridge either the Bridges a Knox or a um Gilgis Alexander type player. That that would seem to me to be the guys that are there that you kind of look at and if they suddenly think one of those is the next Donovan Mitchell, they obviously couldn't get any of them to come in or not to be the next Donovan, but just a really really good player, then maybe you go um, and make and make that move, but I haven't. I haven't. Se- this was the first guy that I thought there might be um, a little bit of a possibility uh, to it. On the unguarded catch and shoots, Bridges was really good last year too. That's and then he got off a lot of guarded catch and shoots. Um, off the bounce, he does not have a great game, and the two foot jumping is a little troublesome to me. Um, though the sixty five percent around the basket is nice. His isolation game 
which is the other one I was talking about that you know I like to look at with players to tell me um, is pretty darn good. He was in the 73rd percentile of collegiate players last year, uh, shooting 46%, so, so not bad on that. Uh, those two numbers, by the way, on Herter, his isolation game is, was the best in the NBA uh, in college basketball last year. He only had about 20 of them, but when he went one-on-one, uh, he hit 70% of his shots. He had 14 of 20. He was in the 100th percentile of rank uh, of isolation. And that's that Gordon Hayward kind of drop step move game. But there's more, if he can pass out of that, there's more movement in and space in the NBA game. Uh, the around the basket, uh, he was okay too, 68%. He was actually better than Bridges in 66 possessions. So Hurd is pretty impressive in all of those uh, kind of athlete category things. Uh, Herder has great balance and a pretty good lift uh, on that. The uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. I watched, uh, not going to be available for the Jazz, probably top five pick. He looks just like Marvin Williams. It's crazy. He wears number two. He's got his body form is the same. He's kind of hunched over the same way. Boy, is he springy. Uh, boy, does he look good. Um, and, and and he's he can shoot it from the outside. Uh, doesn't see that much of a post-up game. I'm not sure how much dribble game he has but if he has some dribble game uh he's really going to become uh something in this league so he that's I think the top of this draft is all bona fide Uh, Wendell Carter I thought looked fabulous when I watched Wendell Carter uh in a game his rebounding was big time I think I mentioned that um his rebounding was really really good and then his post stuff was great which is weird because we don't do any of that anymore so it's a little hard you have to watch him and try to figure out you know, how he's going to play in a league, but his body control and athleticism uh, was was terrific. The other guy I've watched a lot recently and I'm intrigued by is Mo Wagner, who uh, will also be on my five, I'll give you in a second. Uh, what, what Wagner defensively is just not good, um, but they were good defensively. He's not going to be a rim protector. He has no, Here's all the things wrong with him. He's not going to be a rim protector. He has no lift in traffic. He la- looks like he's plotting. Okay, so those are all the things wrong with him. But I'll, let's talk about what's right about him for a second. On the pick and roll, he's a beast as a pop guy. On a spot-up shooter, he was in the 95th percentile of all collegiate players last year. Um, in isolation... And those athlete things, he's no, he's not. That's not his game. He, if this guy can turn out to move it the way Kelly Olynyk does, then I really like him. Um, Olynyk has found a way to survive around the league. Wagner's a great dude, and Wagner around the basket is pretty good. He was sixty-six percent around the basket, which is in the eighty-eighth percentile. So he has no post-up game, but who cares? He doesn't have a great attack, a closeout game. Eh, I'm not sure I really care on that. Like, he's not really much of a drive guy. He's a knockdown stretch five shooter that allows you to play five out. His rebounding is probably only average when he's in traffic. Um, he's could probably play a good fundamental drop big without being able to affect the rim, and he's going to be lacking defensively. So he's probably never a starter, but I'm pretty intrigued by him. I mean, he dropped 39% of his threes both the last two years. He looks totally comfortable. I think he's a better athlete than he looks, too. Um, from watching him in the Jazz workout, I thought he was, I thought, I didn't think he looked like he was 
a plotting athlete in any way. Um, his rebounding numbers on the defensive end are pretty good. They're 25% rebounding rate, and the offensive end, they're not good because he can't get up in traffic. But I'm not sure that's that important. I- I'm very intrigued uh, by Mo Wagner, honestly. And, and I, he's the one I will probably continue to watch. And I don't know that the Jazz pulled the trigger on that at 21, but I'm pretty, pretty interested in him. Uh, today's show is brought to you in part by Grip Six Belts. I, the simplest thing I can tell you about Grip Six is Keenan reached out to me. I had no understanding at all of what he was talking about. I finally said, Can you, you got to send me one. So he sends me two. The cool thing about Grip Six, there's a bunch of things, but number one, Utah Company, uh, is that there are no, there's no flap, there's no holes, and there, so you strap it in a patented system un, back un, through a hole back underneath. Your buckle has a little hole in it. goes back underneath the buckle, so it just cinches at whatever spot and level you want it to. And that's it. And it fits. The guys who are a little heavier have reached out to us and said it's the best belt they've ever had. They have a bunch of different series of the buckles. Why is that? Because you can separate the buckle and the strap. So, for example, I have the carbon fiber, which I really, really like. Um, but they also have... Uh, one thing I think is kind of really, they have a conservation one, but they have a craftsman one that I think is really cool. And so I'll order that for my brown belt and have that as a different look that I can trade to. If you're a golfer, you can get kind of a white strap and go and play with a bunch of different colors. You can get American flag if you want to. Um, they've got a bunch of really cool stuff that is uh, set up for you uh, there. It's grip6.com. Your promo code is locked. Gets you 20% off. They have kids and women's as well. Grip6.com. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now... Now, the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun dot com slash locked on all right here is my lock five uh this is basically guys i think have a chance to be on the board this is not my definitive five what i'm basically telling you is i have the right to change this tomorrow after i watch some more guys as of right now i have kevin herter on the top of my list and what i really have in these five is there's something about them that i really like they Drafting at 21, all of them have an issue and have some things that are questionable that could lead them to not making it. But I'm kind of looking after someone that I'm trying to find someone that I 
that has something I really like. So Kevin Herter has great size at 6'7". He moves well without the basketball. He looks like he'd be comfortable in our system. Um, I didn't get a great vibe on whether I thought he had much of a pick-and-roll game um, or not from watching the games I watched. He ran so very many pick-and-rolls, as few pick-and-rolls, the ball handler. I think he ran like 60 of them all year long. Um, but I really liked his catch-and-shoot. I really liked his quick release. I really liked that he was always moving. I really liked that he seems to be more athletic than, than he does. And I thought he could play with us. And he needs his – my concern on him is separation, so he needs our system. So that's number one on my Monday five. Uh, Zana Musa is number two on my Monday five. Really like his go and catch game. Really like his competitiveness. Really like his ability to score. Really like that he's 19 years old and has been playing with men um, in Croatia. I love in the uh, Adriatic League. I love that the Adriatic League has created players in our league. Um, Now, most of them have been bigs. Wings have been a little bit of a miss. Um, I love the fact that he's kind of been the man, already been through that. Uh, I I loved kind of the way he, his disposition at the workout the other day. He does not have a great catch-and-shoot game. He only shot 31% from three in defense committee issue. But I'm telling you, I'm looking for things I really like. Grayson Allen is the third guy on my list. Um, I like how experienced he is. I like how... um, I like his athleticism. He's an elite, elite athlete. I like the fact that I think he can play either of the two guard positions. I wish he had missed, made more open three shots. But if he had made more open three shots, I think he'd be, un- and I think he will with the Jazz. Um, he gets a gap on a closeout. He is going to crush it. He is an elite athlete in that regard. Obviously, you've got some things there with questionable outside stuff. Melvin Turner is currently fourth on my list. I love his athleticism. He will be an uh, athlete on the level of an NBA player the day he starts in the league, the plays in the league. At 6'6", he kind of reminds me of a Trevor Ariza. He's got a strange release above his head, but if you can figure that out, it means he's going to be able to get it off all the time. His off-the-bounce game is probably average at best and so again you can pick these guys apart but right now I'm looking trying to find things I like about guys to put them on my list of five and in his case I love the fact I think he could defend on opening night of the NBA season and if he can make some threes um, I think he's then he ends up to be then he's fine Um, he's got some you know Again, like he's got some strange elements, and but his his multiple. If you watch him, we talk about this with Rudy a lot, which makes Rudy so great. He's got multiple actions up defensively where he can jump out and touch this guy, touch the guy. He's incredible in transition. So if you're going to move up out, out in transition, he's pretty good cutting off the ball because of this kind of movement. He's, uh, you know. Again, we have weakness. He's not a pick and roll ball handler. His catch and shoot is probably spot up. Is probably average at best. Though he he made a lot. I think it'll struggle when he moves back the line a little bit around the basket. He's not as great as I would like him to be. He's at sixty percent. His isolation game is is poor because his handle's not great. And he barely did it. And the fifth guy on my list is Mo Wagner. I'm just intrigued. I just think there's a chance he's Kelly Olynyk. And if he's Kelly Olynyk, that's a steal. Because Kelly Olenek is really, really good. Um, 
Is he a starter like Olenek? Me, I don't know. But I, I don't think anyone's ever watching Kelly Olenek and thinking that Kelly Olenek has got this great speed and quickness and elite defensively, but he's figured it out. He's got an approach. And the interesting thing about Kelly Olenek is that he wasn't that player at all in college. Wagner's much closer to actually who that player is. The lack of assists are a bit unnerving. He had four his rookie fr- freshman year, 20 his second year, and 33 his next year. And so that's what makes Olenek special is that ability to pass. And that's what I just don't know if he has on a more spread floor. But it seems like he has a pretty good feel. He's a great kid. And Michigan won an awful lot. So those are my five as of Monday. I will watch Jerome Robinson. I watch D. Vincenzo a little bit more. I like Anthony Melton a little bit. He, he might make the there, – there might be – what's cool about this draft, there might be 15 guys in my five uh, by the time the week goes. So I'll, have a, I'll keep watching, see if I change my five. Maybe I see something about a player I don't like. Uh, we'll see. The Lockdown Podcast Network mock draft is continuing, so go grab that. It is up there and available for you. And uh, that is today's edition of Lockdown Jazz. Grip6.com, promo code LOCKED. Intercap Lending, call Steve Carter at 385-885-28. And the Color- Chevy Colorado truck. Loving it. Go check it out at Chevy, Murdoch Chevy and Woods Cross get the Murdoch No Regrets policy. It is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.